I'm Sandra Christian. Welcome to Self-Reflective Conversations, the podcast. Self-reflection is when you seriously take time to think about your character and behavior, analyzing where it comes from, what it means to you, is it working for you, and what can you do about it? And this journey starts now. You often hear about complicated relationships between mothers and daughters. My relationship with my mother was no exception. As daughters, we often blame our mothers for things that go wrong in our lives and for the way we turn out to be. I blamed mom for being the way she was, for the shame and guilt I felt and the anger that kept coming up inside of me. Yet all too often, I forgot to give mom credit for the things that went right in my life. Through her, I learned strong moral values, honesty, social etiquette, how to deal with difficult situations, flexibility, resilience, how to see the humorous side of things and how to just be a nice person. I know now that she, as a single mother herself, did the best she could under her circumstances. It was during my adolescence and young adult life that I missed what I thought the role of a mother was. Support, comfort, a listening ear, advice and a feeling of safety. So in South Africa, I found this role in my aunt. Mom often thought that I preferred my aunt to her, but that was not the case. I received support from my aunt in different aspects of my life. When I moved to Switzerland, I found my mother figure in Claudine, and she remains the person I turn to in many situations. When I moved to the Netherlands, I found my mother figure in Babs, my neighbor. For ever so long, I tried hard to win mom's approval and favor, but was often reminded that I did not meet her expectations. It was only when I let go of the desire to have a mother who met my often unreasonable expectations, did I learn to appreciate mom as a full person. I realized that whatever she did, with me or with others, it was always from good intentions. Yet those good intentions did not always have good results. Because of this, I've learned to believe that good intentions are not enough and that all actions should focus on what the desired outcome will be. Now, After many years of sadness, I have come to a joyful realization that biology has not given me the mother that I would have wanted. It had given me a friend whom I only learned to appreciate later in life. Today, I'm pleased to welcome Sonia Bloomers, a special guest who has agreed to share her reflections on mothers with us. Welcome, Sonia. Thank you for joining us. Will you introduce yourself and tell us why you have chosen to share your reflections on this very interesting topic, please? Thank you very much, uh, Sandra, for inviting me. My name is Sonia Bloomers. Uh, I live in Doorn in the middle of Holland, and I am an interim HR manager for over 20 years. I have my own uh, company, and I'm 59 years old, and I have a difficult relationship with my mother and that's why I choose the topic mother. I think that counts for lots of women. Let's talk a little bit about these complicated relationships we have with mothers, especially us as women. 
can you tell me how you connect with your mother on an emotional level? Well, I usually don't because uh, my mother has a very different way of thinking than most people. For example, at my home, uh, we had a discussion, for example, whether strawberry marmalade was red or green. Now, most of the world would agree that it's red, but my mother, mother could insist it was green. Now, this is, of course, not emotional, but you understand that if you have discussion already about something so obvious, then on an emotional level, it becomes really complicated. So her way of thinking and feeling was different than me and the rest of my family and most of the world. Second example, uh, that's very emotional and personal, but uh, since she died, I don't mind uh, sharing it with you. I had a sister who died when she was two years old and a year thereafter my mother went to sleep in the snow. Most people would call that a suicide attempt because if you sleep in the snow you usually don't wake up and until the time she died she refused to call it that and that's on a more emotional level it shows that it's very difficult to discuss things when people rephrase, my mother rephrased things so different than I did. Can yeah. you describe your relationship with her in just in broad terms? Well, my mother was, uh, is very good with children. So she brought me up as, a very, as someone with a lot of self-esteem. And I thank her for that uh, wholeheartedly because theory said that you uh, it's important that you get that from the early start on and that's what she did <laughs> and so i was i always felt i was good as i was which is yeah i still feel that way and she gave that to me and uh, together of course with my father but from uh, the age of 14 15 it changed and i felt more my mother's mother than she was my mother uh, so that made me very independent. It, it also had very good sides. I wouldn't call it the typical uh, mother-daughter relation. Because what I hear is a sort of role reversal where you should have been the daughter and she the mother. It was the other way around. Can yeah. you describe that a little bit more? Can you give examples of how you were actually being a mother to your mother? Well, she, uh, she couldn't not cope with life very good and so she could first of all not help me because she was too busy with herself. I could understand that and she was also very impractical and so those two reasons made that I felt more responsible for uh, her than I felt that she could guide me through my teenage years. You have become a strong, independent woman, partly because of the relationship you, you've had with your mother. Can you explain how she has actually helped you become the strong, independent woman? Yeah, because the groundwork was very good. And because I felt responsible for her since I was 14, uh, it made me feel very strong and independent. 
And that helped me through a lot of phases in my own life. And I always felt I could cope and I could handle and I could, I would manage it myself. Yeah. So, yeah, I feel that's very positive. Were there things that you actually feel that you blame your mother for? Oh, yeah, lots of things. Also in that period, I thought if my mother now dies, then my life will be normal again. And so um, so I, I did not have an easy and at that time positive relationship with my mother. I blamed her, of course, for not being the mother that I needed at that moment. Yeah, for a long time that has been the situation. And also in the end, but in the end she was so old, she died when she was 89 in an in a elderly home. Uh, so then it was more natural that I took care of her. Yeah, so in the end it hadn't changed, but it didn't feel negative or strange anymore. First of all, I was used to that situation for over 70 years, but uh, also it became natural again to take care for her. What is it that you felt you needed that she was not able to give you? Well, um, at the point in your teenage years, uh, it is very important that there is someone who you can turn to with your problems and that someone guides you through all the hassles and insecurities of that age. And she was clearly not the right guide for that. Because of that, did you find somebody else, perhaps a sort of surrogate mother, who gave you what you needed? No, I've done it myself. About yeah, I've thought about it because it was one of the questions in your book. And no, I did not have a, sur a surrogate mother. No, I have good friends. Uh, they are important to me. Later on, I had my husband who supported me. But that, of course don't count as surrogate mother. When you look back on your life with your mother, what did you appreciate most about her? Well, she was very creative and she could be a child with children. She's fantastic with children. Mm -hmm. And because she in fact is a child herself. And so she really can think as a child and act as a child, but I, uh, this, I mean, uh, very positive. And so for example, with my nephews, uh, now they're grown up. She doesn't have a role for them, but when they were small, she was a great grandparent as well. So that's why when I was little, she was a great mother. And I also have received from her uh, a lot of moral thoughts. So the set of morality uh, that I use in my life are more or less the same as I received from her. So that I think I regard as very positive. Uh, being uh, that it's important to be of help to other people, that you spend time and money on other people, lots of things that I received from her and I, that she showed me in her life and I still follow that path, in fact. Mm -hmm. So it's absolutely not 
all negative, not at all. As you went along in your life and as you became older, and of course your mom became older as well, was there anything you did to try to strengthen that emotional bond between you two? Uh, well, when she died, I was glad that the last 10 years of our life, I had spent a lot of time on her. And so we bonded in that period. Occasionally we fought, but uh, we still fought, but, but usually it was, it was good that we spent all that time together. Maybe it didn't connect us emotionally or psychological very much, but it surely gave both of us the, the assurance that we were mother and daughter. When you say it gave you the assurance that you were mother and daughter, what is it that gives you that assurance? What makes you feel you are mother and daughter? Well, I took care of her the last 10 years of her life. Mm -hmm. And uh, that, in my opinion, is what a daughter should do if, she is po if it's possible to do that. Of course, okay, within restraints. Uh, and that's what I did together with my sister. And... Uh, it rounded off our relationship on a positive way. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. There are many mothers out there at the moment who have daughters. And we often know and we often hear that mothers and daughters have complicated relationships. What would your advice be to mothers with daughters? Well, to, not to claim them, and, uh, which my mother didn't, I have to say. So that's more what I see with other uh, mother-daughter relationships. And to try to think more out of the child than out of themselves. That's the part my mother was not very good at. You mentioned right at the beginning that you and your mom thought about certain aspects of life very, very differently. When she had an opinion and you had a different opinion, how did you actually handle that? Okay, then I checked uh, in my peer group and with my father and my sister how they felt about it. And if it was clear that my mother had a very different opinion, then I just differentiated from her. Personally, I was really convinced that I was right and she was wrong. And did she try to push her ideas onto you? No. And did you try to push your ideas onto her, perhaps? Yes, we have tried that, but I mostly did that together with my father and my sister. But yeah, if she refused to acknowledge that strawberry marmalade is red, then in the end we just gave up. Of course, we tried to convince her that the general agreement that it was called red. Yeah. You often find that that's exactly where relationships break down, where you have differences of opinion and the one either tries to push it onto the other and the other tries to push it onto the other. But the fact that you just accept that there is a difference, that's actually really a very good way to meet each other on common ground. We always, uh, we draw the line where it became hazardous or even dangerous and for example i brought her to a home at the point that mice and other animals took over her 
house. Well, that was a line that was, in my opinion, not to cross. And so I can accept a lot, but there are borders, there are restraints that I and the rest of the world say, okay, now this is not acceptable anymore. And so I, I accepted that she was different up till a certain level where uh, her, not opinions because that doesn't hurt, but her life too much collapsed or uh, clashed uh, with the rest of the world. Can you give an example of where you had to jump in and save your mum? This last example is a good example that uh, I, I have decided that she had to go to a, a home because she couldn't live by herself anymore. Okay. She did not agree with that. So and so we have uh, brought her there against her will. In the end, she, uh, she had to sign herself uh, because she was not uh, uh, mentally uh, discomposed or something. So in the end, she agreed. But after I, as a mother, as her mother, had made a decision. There again, you see that you've taken on the role as the mother. Okay. Right. She would have never taken that decision, although maybe she knew deep inside that it was the best for her. But she could not take that decision. And, and so this is a kind of examples uh, of being my mother's mother. And how did your father react in these situations? My parents are divorced since I was grown up mm -hmm. and they fought during my youth. Uh, so my sister and I did not mind them divorcing, but uh, separating. But I think he had more or less the same approach as I did to explain how the rest of the world looked at it, to accept that she was special and different up till where uh, it clashed too much with uh, with his own uh, life and his own needs and of course that was why they divorced after he uh, had his pension because until then hey, he could be out of the house 12 hours a day and so you could maintain a kind of balance. And for me, I left my, uh, my mother's house as soon as I could. Mm -hmm. And so then I was not dependent on her anymore, on, her, on the differences. And so then it's much easier, of course, to accept uh, that someone is so different than you and than what you want in life. But that for my father was very difficult after he went, he, he was at home all the time. And so that explains why they uh, later on separated. They didn't want to separate, but it was almost a necessity. The relationship you've had with your mother in the past, uh, does that have an effect on your life now? Absolutely, yeah. Okay. And can you yeah. tell us how it affects your life now? Well, first of all, I became the, uh, I'm an interim HR manager, so I'm uh, used to handle quickly, to uh, take charge, etc., etc. So that all derives, in fact, from the 
uh, attitude I have from early life onwards, having to do with my mother. So that really helps. And also that I'm very self-conscious, self, uh, I have a lot of self-esteem that's very important in interim uh, work mm-hmm. um, because they, they don't want to see a very unstable and insecure person. And, uh, but more personal, uh, I uh, have decided, I think when I was 16, uh, not to have children because my parents loved each other, but they fought each other to death. Mm. So the message that came across to me was love not only hurts, but love makes you vulnerable. And the love for children is stronger than the love for your partner. The bond between a mother and a child, I don't think there is a stronger bond. So if my father was already so vulnerable because he loved my mother, vice versa, then how would it be if I had children? And I didn't want to be vulnerable because that was the message that came across to me in my youth. Don't be vulnerable, be independent. So that took me until my 36th year to -hmm. get over that fear because, of course, it was a scar, a psychological scar that I had. It went on for 20 years, so quite long. Mm -hmm. And the second uh, is that I was very independent. And so it, and that made me strong and it helped me throughout life, personal and work. But uh, as a real adult, you should, you should be able to be interdependent. Not only independent, but also dependent in circumstances. But that last part, I could not do it. I didn't want to be that. I didn't accept to be dependent. And so it took my husband, I think, also about 20 years to take that fence down. So it's amazing how relationships with your parents, especially with your mother, affect almost your whole life because it affected, you, it affected your work, it affected your relationship with your yeah. husband, it affected your decision to have children or not. So it really had a big effect on your life. Absolutely. And when you look back, what do you think is the best part that you have taken away from the relationship with your mom? How do you mean that you've taken away? That I've taken with me? That you've taken with you, yes. Yeah, Yeah, I think my self-esteem and uh, that I'm good the way I am. She accepted me as I was uh, from early on and that made me very strong and my independence. Yeah, the fact that I was, that I had to be strong so early in life has helped me through a lot of storms. Well, Sonia, you are an incredible woman. It's so wonderful having you share with us your reflections on this. In spite of the difficulties, you've come out as the strong, independent interim manager who goes out there and helps others. I really appreciate your time with us. Are there any last words you'd like to give to our listeners? Well, I think that every negative side has a positive side. So... The relationship with my mother started off quite negative, but it made me very strong. So I see also with friends who have a very good relationship and later on they find they can't uh, have a fight or... And so 
nothing is really positive, 100% positive or 100% negative. And the second thing is how you deal with it. If you deal with it like you're a victim or that you're in charge, that it drives you, that it strengthens you. And so it's also your reaction on the facts make out what the result is and not just the facts. Thank you so much, Sonia. And thank you so much for being with us here today. Thank you for this opportunity to chat with you on a, for me, uh, interesting topic. Yeah. Yes, definitely. And I look forward to having you perhaps on one of our next podcasts, but I will definitely speak to you outside of the podcast as well. Excellent. Thanks. Thank you very much. Okay. I'm Sandra Christian, and you've been listening to Self-Reflective Conversations, the podcast. You can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcast or CastBox and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join me next week for another Self-Reflective Conversation with one of my special guests. Thank you for listening.